0: This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario.
1: Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and we are here today, Tara and I, for book chat number 10. So Tara... Number 10, can you believe it? I'm telling you, yeah, we're just whipping yeah. right through these things.
0: <laughs> I know. I love our book chats. I really, I look forward to them. I do too. Each month, I look forward to like the day of or the day before, like getting, going through my books and my notes of the past month or so and choosing which books I want to talk about. I really like them. Yeah, same here.
1: Yeah. So before we jump into those that we've read, what are you currently reading?
0: Okay. So my current read is called... I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay. Have you heard of this one? No. It's a fairly new book. I think in maybe the past spring, this spring, it's definitely this year anyways. I can't give you an exact month. I had read her most her earlier book. I think she's got a few out, but the last I read only one and that was from 2018. It's called The Great Believers. Okay. And I loved that book. So when I heard she had a new one, I jumped on the a library website and put a hold. It took a while to come in, but so this one takes place in 2018, and it's about a woman who goes back to teach a class at her uh, private boarding school that she had attended as a teenager. And while she was there, one of the students was killed, and someone was arrested and charged and found guilty of the murder and she is now I think it's about 25 years later that she is at her school and thus revisiting the murder in her mind and um, thinking that maybe the wrong person was found guilty and she is also a podcaster so that's kind of cool That that's the class that she's there to teach as a podcasting class to the students Mm -hmm. and it is so, uh, like a thriller, but not a fast-paced, compulsive thriller. It's more like a slow burn as you go through this process with her of tr- finding out who the murderer is, and she's. It raises questions of like the Me Too movement, uh, people being canceled online. It the community. It's it's pretty good so far. I think yeah. sometimes it's a little too like. In your face mm-hmm. about some of the issues, but I don't know it remains I'm only maybe like a quarter of the way through, so but I am enjoying it.
1: Do you mean are they are they is she trying is the author trying to like push you into a belief of something you know yeah in like
0: of- a, yeah. Uh, maybe like a little might err on the preachy side sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit, but at the same time i'm I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. It's weird, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh, like I know it when she first, I think in the prologue or something, it's like her talking to someone. I'm not going to say who because you don't find it right away, but okay. it'll be like, you know, that they've mentioned you and people will be like, oh, is it the, this girl who got killed by your boyfriend? No, not that one. It's this, oh, was it the one who got raped by the judge? No, not that, you know? Oh, so it's wow. really cool. Yeah. Like she brings up a lot of, true crime that's, I recognize some of the cases, like she doesn't use any names, but just like little statements of them. So you, I recognize some of them from uh, the news and stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, because, you know, I didn't actually mean to jump right into what are you reading? I was actually going to say, how have you been since the last time you
0: talked? (laughs) I can't believe I did that. (laughs) That's okay. It's like books. I'm, you're asking about my books, that means I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm, I am doing very well, thank you. The summer is flying yeah. about a week week and a half ago. we went to see a production of rent in Stratford here, which was amazing. The musical rent, yeah, and it was amazing and I fell in love with that musical all over again, and I've been singing the songs from rent for the last oh, week and a half, ten days. yeah,
1: that is that so awesome, cool. yeah well. I have discovered – this is so funny uh, – I have discovered opera on the big screen. Mm. So the Met Opera in New York – and probably a lot of people know this, but – I and I knew it, but I never had attended any of these events. So yeah. they are showing – reruns from like years ago, like 2011, 2014, I think it has been. And they show the opera on the big screen and it's subtitled because obviously for most of us, probably we would need subtitles to know what the heck's yeah. going on. And I've been to two and I have really enjoyed them because I love being almost the only person in the theater. So there's me and like four two couples that have been coming (laughs) consistently, I guess. And it's really nice to to sit there and be immersed in the music and the production. It's amazing for, for like almost three hours. And then in the fall, the regular season will start. And so we will be able to see them live, see the productions live in the movie theater. That's
0: kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool.
1: So that's actually kind of cool. I'm really excited about that. So that's kind of what I've been doing, but can I share one other thing that I'm really excited about? Of course. So this past weekend, uh, English Premier League football started, soccer, and I have been a fan. I thought about it before we started the podcast today. I've been a soccer fan for 45 years, this year, this summer. So I'm a Liverpool fan. I have license plate. I have all the stuff (laughs) that, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's Liverpool. And years ago, I had started playing fantasy football with the guys from work. And I just wanted to throw out and say that... Two years in a row, I beat the boys and there's nothing more satisfying than as a woman to beat guys, Yep, (laughs) you know, in fantasy. And when I say football, again, I mean soccer, but I decided I'm going to play again this year. I I haven't played for the last couple of years just because it takes a lot of effort and time to do it. But now that Mm -hmm. I'm retired, I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and play a little fantasy football. So I'll be picking my team I missed the first week, but the I'll tonight pick the rest of my team for this weekend. And I'm just really excited and happy about yeah, it. I'm I'm looking cool. forward to the season and hope that Liverpool improves over last year. So,
0: yeah. Well, I will be cheering along with you.
1: Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Mo Salah, my guy. So, okay. Now. <laughs> okay. So what are you reading now? What am I reading? So what I'm reading right now, and I'm bringing it up because I want to remember the author's name. The title of the book I'm reading right now is George... A Magpie Memoir and yeah. it is by Frida Hughes which probably maybe 75% of the people will hear that name and say, "Oh, I know who that is." Well, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't know who it was until I read her introduction. She is Sylvia Plath's daughter
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and Ted Hughes. So I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that." And it didn't connect yeah. when I was going to read the book. So
0: I wouldn't have known just so you don't feel bad. I wouldn't have okay, known. Okay, yeah.
1: You're part of the 25% maybe. Yeah. Okay. And maybe more people will tell me they wouldn't have known either. And then I'll feel a little better about myself.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <But> I think <laughs> we're a strong minority. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: I love that. And so basically, um, Frida moves to uh, the Welsh countryside and finds this baby magpie baby bird and nurses it back to health and it's like i guess a little love story with george. Oh. So, i've started it and i have to say I'm about 50 pages in. I was I'm not really loving it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it time because I've read really good reviews about it and I think it's almost like a little bit too much about her life right now and I'm kind of saying like Let's get to the bird. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about how that bird changed her life more more or less. Yeah.
0: When was it published? Like how old is this? Oh, it was
1: published uh, in June, June 6th of 2023.
0: Oh, so very recently. Yeah. Has new. she written anything else? I'm just curious. You
1: know, let me look and see. Oh yeah, I think so. She's written mostly poems. She does okay. now that I think about it. She does uh she's a poet and also a painter. She's an oh, artist. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons she had gone to Wales as well. She was kind of getting out of London and where she had lived for many years and just wanted to and there she and her um I don't know if it's her husband or partner, I can't remember, but they were Oh, that's right. It's ex-husband. They're renting. I mean, uh, rehabbing a, a, a an old, like, part Victorian, part Georgian house, or something like that. And it was okay. written. It happened actually many years ago, but she's just written the book based from uh, diary entries that she had. So, yeah, Very cool, kind of interesting. I, yeah. I just, you know, me, I love nonfiction, and I, yep. I think magpies are fascinating. So, nice. okay, so. Book chat number 10. Okay. What's what's your first book?
0: I'm going to be... My first book I'm bringing is nonfiction. Okay. And it is Pandora's Jar, Women in the Greek Myths by Natalie Haynes. So I loved this book, obviously, because I'm bringing it. Uh, It was published in 2020, and it is a collection of essays. Each essay focuses on a different iconic female character from Greek mythology. Some of them are goddesses. Some of them are like regular women. And Haynes explores each of their stories, but from a feminist perspective. So traditionally, their stories have always been told in relation to the male characters, like Odysseus went on a, you know, went to war and had a big journey while his wife Penelope stayed home. Well, Haynes is going to focus on Penelope, and she's telling you what Penelope did and what her motivation could have been and what else could be going on in Penelope's life. It's, uh, it was pretty awesome to see like these characters who generally were treated as secondary characters mm-hmm. brought to the forefront. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. It sounds incredible. And my question for you is, if you don't have a big background in Greek mythology, are you still going to, like, is it going to resonate for readers like myself who might not have a big, you know, background in Greek mythology?
0: I think so, because she doesn't assume that you know the stories. Like, she tells you the stories, and then she's going to, like, the story as it was uh, perhaps traditionally told or told by male authors and then she's going to kind of flip it on you like you know like but maybe when this character Medea is off stage killing is Medea the one that kills her children I think so she's like maybe she kills her children because of this, you know, like maybe, Ooh, yeah, right. Like she's like, not that I'm condoning kill, killing your children, <laughs> but she's like, maybe Jason wasn't the best uh, husband in the world. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it does. Cause it's, and I loved it in her epilogue, I believe, or maybe even just her notes at the end. Like she's, I think some classical, cause she is, uh, this is her life. This is what she does. She t- teaches this stuff. She has been perhaps critiqued by some of the more traditional classicists about why would these stories need to be told again? Like they're already yeah. be told. Why would you do this? And she's like, well, because these women are there, like they have a story that needs to be told. You know, it reminds
1: me of the book, The Five, about the London uh, victims yes. of Jack the Ripper and how she told the women's stories. No, there, Jack, Jack the Ripper was really hardly mentioned. She really focused on those women. And that sounds like kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Where you, you look at it from the woman's perspective. I love that. Yeah. It sounds fabulous.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I cause I love, uh, I, well, I love Greek mythology. I love retellings of mm-hmm. Greek mythology. And this one was just, it's a, uh, it wants me, it makes me want to read more retellings. Yeah. And she also, I think has at least two books, uh, like fiction books of retellings herself. So
1: yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a great one to start with. So Thank yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. Your turn. Okay.
1: So I'm going to mention just because uh, I love this person so much, uh, but I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of the book, but I mm. anyway, it's the happy ever after playlist by Abby Jimenez and it's a romance. And I decided to read it because I've been following Abby, And her dogs, uh, Stuntman Mike and Tess and the other two who I love. (laughs) I've been following them for the last, what, since the pandemic started or whatever. And I love her on TikTok. She's absolutely hilarious. Her family is wonderful. She's amazing. She also owns a bakery. And she was on one of those baking shows and was the really? winner. Yeah. And cool. so she is a multi-talented, amazing, hilarious woman. And I thought, you know what? I really want to read one of her books. Yeah. I loved the first 150 pages. I thought it was really clever and fun. And it made me think, oh, you know, maybe I could read a romance here or there. But the truth is it became what it always is for me, which is It's, you know, it's kind of cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. And I would say that I she's on the New York bestsellers list all the time. I mean, she's just, you know, everybody loves her. And I totally understand my people love her. Again, I'm just so burned out on romances, but I wanted to mention it because that first 150 pages was just so entertaining. I just loved it. It was about a woman who finds this dog in a very funny way and it turns out it belongs to this guy his he the dog was supposed to be puppy sat by someone else and the dog got away and then they meet up and they want to exchange she wants to give him his dog back but blah 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 and they're texting each other and that whole thing was just really adorable it was just yeah. so funny and sexy and wonderful but then it was something like 350 pages and I'm like oh my god after 150 pages I was like what mm-hmm. <laughs> where are we going with this so and like I said romance readers hundred percent. We know already that they love it. Yeah. But I wanted to give a shout out because I just think Abby Jimenez is such a multi-talented woman. I don't even know how she does it. And she has a family and I I don't know how she finds time in her day to do all the amazing things she does. So just shout out to Abby.
0: Yeah. I haven't read any of her books yet, but she's on my list. Yeah. I would like to pick one up sometime. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to flip this. We're not going, I'm not going in the same way yet. Okay. (laughs) My second book (laughs) is going to be Fane by Anne Marie McDonald. So uh, author from Cape Breton, she's Canadian. This book came out in the fall of 2022 and I've been waiting, I'd say at least a decade to like for her to uh, write again. So I waited a long time, but then, and I got the book for Christmas and now it took me until like, august to read it i think because it's a big hunk of a book it's 700 pages oh
1: my god So i
0: really need it to be like i i wanted to dive into it but it needed to be like the right time yeah and i found the right time and this was totally worth it so do not be intimidated by the 700 pages if you see this book because it is totally worth the time that it takes here is a quick little synopsis of it uh the time is 1880s And Fane is the estate of the Bell family. It straddles the border of England and Scotland. Living in the estate is Charlotte, who we meet at the beginning of the book, and she's about 12 years old, and her father and the household staff. Charlotte has been kept isolated from the outside world due to what her father refers to as her condition, which she has been told is life-threatening if she should come in contact with like outside germs or who knows what. So she is just been her and her father and the household staff. She is extremely intelligent, naive, and delightful. It's it's very strange because when I first you first meet her in the first couple of pages and she starts talking because it's like eighteen eighty something. And she's talking to her father about, um, I don't know, like butterflies or something like this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this kid's going to annoy me because she's like a little precocious. And then two pages later, I'm like, I flipping love her. She's amazing. (laughs) So anyway, so that's keep that in mind. Like uh, McDonald's, her characters are amazing. So also Charlotte, though, is also haunted by the portrait of her mother who died in childbirth and her older brother who died as a toddler. And this portrait, it's like life size and stands at the top of the stairs and she passes by it all the time. Um, and that is actually all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Because that's, I think that's all you need to know to get into it. I was lucky enough to see Anne Marie McDonald speak in the spring at a local festival and hear her read from this book, which was amazing because I can, she's got a background in theater so I can hear her voice Was when I was reading this book. I will tell you only that she also um, tackles issues of gender and non-binary and non-conformity in this book in like a fantastic way. It's just, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Wow. And I have to say, I think you read it, pretty fast i did because you know what it's pretty compulsive once you get started yeah. like mm-hmm. the way it's written it's it's also oh this is super cool um as a i love jane Eyre. jane Eyre's is one of my favorite books and i believe that mcdonald said when i saw her in the spring but she was influenced by jane Eyre. this is written in the mm. gothic uh fashion so there's like it, it's got that uh, little bit of darkness to it and of like the woman in the attic. Not, I'm not saying that there's a woman in the attic, but it has that sense to it. Like what is going on behind the scenes that something else is going on. Mm-hmm. She, even her writing is kind of in the fashion of Jane Eyre, like of the Bronte sisters writing. Oh, it's like, oh, it's so good. Wow. So good. Yeah. Okay. Amazing.
1: That does sound, again, another great title. You always read such great and interesting titles and such a things that I don't see everyone else reading necessarily. You know what I mean? I think uh-huh. you pick, you pick your titles really in kind of a unique way. I think, I don't know, but oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. My next one, I just want to mention, I read my first official as of our podcast about fantasy fiction. I read never by Neil oh, Gaiman. I nice. looked, yeah, I looked at that list that I had um, included in our podcast on fantasy from time magazines, like best 100 fantasy titles. And I read it and I really enjoyed it. And apparently, he wrote it like 20 years ago, but apparently, he always said he would write a sequel and he never has. Oh, I
0: so can
1: that. I just want to mention that while I was reading it, it reminded me of a fantasy I read 16 years ago, now that I think yeah. about it. And it is the Felix Castor series mm. by Mike Carey, who also, I guess, does a lot of work or something with with Neil Gaiman, I guess. I I can't keep track of those guys and all the stuff they've written, all these like volume one and volume 20 and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so Felix Castor is a freelance exorcist. And these are supernatural thrillers. And there are six of them in the series. And I had read the first two back when they came out in 2007. uh, The first one did. And then I just never followed up for some reason. And I thought, Reading the Neverwhere reminded me of that Felix Castor series by Carrie. So I thought, you Mm -hmm. know, I think I'm going to go back and read those because I really enjoyed them because he was such a unique character. Again, I don't I haven't read a lot of fantasy. So for me, a freelance exorcist was just kind of a cool character. And then all the other side characters he had in the first novel. And I think I like again, I read the first two. I just really enjoyed it. I just didn't go back to it. So I think I'm going to it made me want to go back and read those. So
0: Nice. So look, you're like into fantasy. Like, I'm in. slowly
1: making my way. And then I just want to say too, oh, I want to say this now while I'm thinking of it. So our good friend Justine gave us a, just a ton of resources, mm-hmm. uh, fantasy and sci-fi resources. So thank you. Thank you. But one of the most important things she did was she explained how in Storygraph, you can actually create a tag So now what I've done is as I've added books to be read, I tag for myself who recommended it. So now I can go back and go, oh, actually, I have some already. Trish, our friend Trish, I have Mm -hmm. some that I've tagged for her. And also our good friend Jen, I've tagged some from her. And of course, I've got a ton to add from Justine. But I am so excited that Storygraph has that ability that now I can remember who it is that recommended the book in the first place. Yeah. Which puts it higher on my list of to be read.
0: Very cool. I love Storygraph. Very cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying fantasy. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So, my next title is A History of Burning by Janika Oza. So, this is a new release within the last, I think it was in May, it came out. Uh, so, it's a historical fiction. I just finished this one a couple of days ago. I enjoyed this one so much more than I actually thought I would. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that experience when you're like, I, I'm in, excited to read a book, but I don't know if I'm actually going to love it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up loving it even more. So a little synopsis. So it's the in the in at the beginning of the book, late 1800s, a young boy by the name of Pirbhai is taken by the British from his village in India and brought across to East Africa to labor on the railroad. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and in order to survive, he does something that haunts him for his entire life and reverberates through generations. Ooh. The book follows Pierby's family from their time thriving in Uganda during the end of colonialism and the early days of independence to being forced to flee to Canada during the expulsion of South Asians in 1972 by Edie Amon's government. So it's like a sweeping, it's an epic book. Like It goes from, I think it's around 1898 to the early 1990s in Canada. And each chapter focuses on a different family member, so you get, and the story is moved along from chapter to chapter, like it, one chapter, you might skip a couple of years or even more so, and you get a new character. They, you also return to, to different family members, but you, it allows, it moves the story along and you also get to see this family that started with one boy move through and you follow characters from like birth childhood through adolescence young adulthood even to old age it's Mm -hmm. beautiful and sweeping so I love I really really enjoyed all of these characters and getting to watch them grow it's it's very rare that you get to see this in a book like that long and sweeping and then as you're doing this she also is tackling silence and family secrets. And, you mm. know, like the secrets that we either, we choose, that families choose to keep secret. And then there are those that you choose to share and how that reverberates and affects the whole family. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. It's really good.
1: That one, yeah, that one sounds really
0: good. It is. Again. I, I know. And I. <laughs> I like,
1: where do you find these books? I swear. I, like, I've never heard of these, a lot of these titles. And yet they're so compelling when you talk about them.
0: Well, this one just came out, like I said, a few months ago. And I actually mm-hmm. received it from Penguin. So it's a Canadian. She's a Canadian author. Mm-hmm. So I received it from Penguin Random. Uh, the publishers sent it to me. And yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. Also, what I loved about this one, because where it's a historical fiction, it's set in countries and during historical time periods that I know very little about, mm-hmm. and I loved learning. So I was like, I was full in invested in the family story. At the same time, I felt like I was, I was learning the very important history yeah. that I, you know, I, so I, I love that combination in a book
1: that is a that is a great one okay let's see my next one is I've got to look at my list here oh so I decided because I always talk about the Sherry Lapina effect mm-hmm. that's my new thing now I know about, I love that phrase I know <laughs> so I had to read Sherry Lapina since I hadn't yep. read her yet so I read and for those of you who don't quite know yet uh the Sherry Lapina effect is basically she talked about literature should be should tell a great story like sometimes we get hung up on things that are interesting or we love them or whatever but they maybe don't have a great story Mm -hmm. so I have to say I read everyone here is lying and that one just came out I think and I have to tell you I love this book so much (laughs) I love this book it was it was highly entertaining and it was twists and turns and and it was basically about let me I'm gonna look it up so I don't mess it up and give anything away I don't want to give anything away yeah, let's see. It says William Wooler is a family man on the surface, but he's been having an affair, an affair that has ended horribly. And he returns to his house devastated and angry. And he finds his very difficult nine year old daughter, Avery, who is unexpectedly home from school. And he loses his temper. Hours later, Avery's family declares her missing. <laughs> so, sounds so good. And I have to tell you, it, I loved it. I loved the ending. I thought it was fabulous. And I cannot agree more with her about sometimes you have to just tell a great story and it keeps you reading. I think I really read it pretty much in a day uh, over maybe, you know, hours within two days, but I finished it pretty quickly and just really, really enjoyed it. And I have to laugh because when I first started reading it, I did not like the father, Mr. Mm. Wooler. And I told Tara even, I don't know if you remember this, I said, I'm not sure if I can read this because I said, you know, he's cheating and he's a jerk and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I don't like to read about men who I think are going to get away with cheating and that kind of thing, you know? And it was hilarious. And and I'm saying this in this type of a book, not in like yeah. all literature, obviously. Yeah. And so I just powered through, not that far into it. And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, You're <laughs> in for it. I'm in for it. This was great. So anyway, if you haven't read, Uh, Because what's the other one that she wrote that everyone has read? You know, I think you read it. Do you remember the title? The
0: the couple next door. Is that it? Is that
1: it? Let me. me Because I've only
0: read one, no, maybe one or two of hers.
1: The couple next door. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I loved it.
1: And so yeah, this one actually came out July twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. Everyone here is lying. It just came out, you know, like a month ago or so weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway, uh highly recommended if you're looking for that what they say, what they call a summer read.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, or a day, you know, a rainy day read. Oh my gosh. It it's just really highly entertaining. Loved it. Awesome. Now I can legitimately talk about the Sherry Lapina effect. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: cool. <laughs> okay, what's what next you? for you? What? I'm gonna return to your reading. You've read Ooh. A Romance. Yes. Fantasy? Yes. And a thriller. Yes. Look at you being like all diverse and like going all over the place. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It
1: gets even more interesting as we go. So, yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Throwing a little teaser out. There there you go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So yes, uh, Rebecca and I are kind of like cheating our own little rules. We have like unspoken rule that we bring like three books each to our book chat, but we have both brought extra books this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So my first extra book is I'm calling it an honorable mention. Normally, I try to bring books that Rebecca hasn't brought, but this time I'm bringing I'm repeating I'm repeating Rebecca. Okay. So Rebecca brought this book to the podcast on episode 141. So if you want to return to that to hear what she has to say, because I'm just going to give a little like flop about it. But the book is Care of Letters, Connections, and Cures by Ivan Coyote. (sighs) Man. Yeah. Woman, person. Mm -hmm. Oh, how much do I love this book, this writer? Such that it it's my become my personal mission to have every person read this book. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm bringing it again today because I just I Rebecca did a great job of giving like a synopsis a description of it in episode 141. Briefly, Coyote during the pandemic they receive a lot of letters from their fans. During the pandemic, they returned to some of those letters, emails, messages that really struck a chord with them and responded and these are the responses it's beautiful
1: and one of the things you and I have said and I don't know if it will if we if we would ever be able to do it together or we have to do it separately but we have to see them in person yeah. so we are going to keep an eye on their schedule and we have to see them live
0: yeah because this book I would sometimes could only read it two two or three letters at a time like small chunks because mm-hmm. it's at times so heartbreaking it's at times not easy to read but it's so beautiful and that
1: yeah and that's one of the things i said is is i always i love that phrase representation matters mm-hmm. because that is exactly it people go to see them and they are compelled to tell their own stories to them, and you know yeah. it's just it's just it's so critically important for people to be recognized and and represented and yeah. that is the thing I walked away with that was so strong is how critically important it is and I mean, for everyone else, obviously we're all human, so we're all going to get something from this book and 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 their presentations, et cetera. But I just say that to me. Was just so. That's the part that just was so beautiful about yeah. that book.
0: And there's such a kind, and open, like welcoming person. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know if there's anyone who is kinder just from their writing. Like, like it's it's amazing. It's they're a special writer.
1: whoosh yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a brilliant one, obviously. So my next one is this is my can lit contribution. Okay. The Strangers by Katharina Vermette, oh, yes. which is the follow-up to The Break. And I have to tell you, as much as I love The Break, which I did, I loved okay. The Break. I love The Strangers so much on such a deep level, I cannot even articulate how or why necessarily, other than to say, it picks up the story with Phoenix and the um, Mother Elsie and Sister Cedar and also Margaret, who is Elsie's mother. So if you've read it, and I know you may not remember the names, but trust me, it. I even actually downloaded the break again just to kind of go back over the parts I wasn't I wasn't 100% mm-hmm. But I loved the break so much that I remembered, I was surprised, I remembered a lot of it. So I didn't necessarily need to reread the break. But what I loved was how skillfully... Vermette showed us, didn't tell us, but showed us the con- how connected, sort of um, the person who receives pain and the person who inflicts pain. How closely those are connected in in every family. I, I swear, yeah, going to be every family, some to bigger degrees than others, but just to see the humanity of these, all of these women. And to maybe have more empathy and understanding about all of their stories. That's how I felt. And even, you know, I have to tell you is some ways as awful as Margaret was, I just God, my heart just went out to Margaret, too. So anyway, I just want to say, please, highly, highly recommend read the break. Strangers is out now. You can read them in remember all the characters, et cetera. And then Tara showed me that the third book, I guess, I guess it's really a trilogy, uh, is coming out in October, right? Yeah, I think it was. The Circle. I've, I've got been- to add that. Yeah, I'll add that to the notes because I'd forgotten about the title of that one. Yeah, okay.
0: I think it shows just how um, how good a writer Vermette is. Yes. When you, when you can make... Someone empathize with a character that you don't think you can empathize with you know what I mean like when a mm-hmm. writer makes you see someone's and a person's side of the story that you don't think you could ever get to that point, that's a good writer, and that's storytelling
1: and I think the reason it resonated with me is because. As I've gotten older, that is probably the number one lesson I've learned in my life is that when, you know how they always say that sort of trite thing about hurt people hurt people? Mm -hmm. I always, I I really kind of hate that phrase in a way because I think it trivializes sometimes what that actually means. But I think as I've gotten older, I've been able to look at people who we consider sort of monsters and think that's not human, normal human natural behavior necessarily. Something happened. To that person that made them that way, and while their actions are not, you know, they're inexcusable. Yeah, you still have to have some thought for perhaps what they went through, and yeah. we don't, and we all, and we won't always know what it is. But that is what Vermette does; is she lets us know. And even as horrible as uh, Phoenix is, mm-hmm. there's a whole story there, and I my heart, I mean, my heart went out to all of those women. Yeah. And she writes women characters. Oh my gosh. She is brilliant at writing, telling women's stories, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, loved it. Loved it. Highly recommend it. Can't wait. Cannot wait till The Circle comes out. I I will No, Your timing was perfect. I know. Thank you. I didn't even know there was a third book. So thank you for telling me that. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Okay. So my final book of the show. I'm going on a lighter note, but it is Much Ado About Nada by Uzma Jalaluddin. Oh. So, yes. I, I, you really like her. Is, I really like her books. And I, I don't read a lot of romance. I think, I feel like her first book, was it Aisha at Last? Was that her first one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was like, I almost consider that book my gateway into romance. Now, admittedly, I still don't read a lot of it but I enjoyed that one so much that it opened up this world of romance for me that I I read more than I used to like five years ago or six years ago. Yeah, And they're just, she's a charming writer. Like the stories, I enjoy the stories, but I think what I love most about them is that, is the depiction of everyday life for the Muslim community. Like mm-hmm. it's not, there's not trauma. It's not like this, it's just, it's everyday life, which is some not a story that we're often given, given, right? So there's humor, there's family, there's love, there's sadness. It's all there, but it's in the regular Muslim community. And it's, I just really enjoy these books. So it's this is a great one for if you want a little romance, but also a little learning. It's just it's delightful. Yeah.
1: And for, again, I'm not a romance reader, as we've said so many, many, too many times. I did really I did enjoy Aisha at last quite a, quite a bit. And for the yeah. same reason, you know, you yeah. learn something new about people and their lives that you wouldn't that you don't that you maybe don't come in contact with every day. So that yeah. was really I enjoyed that. So yeah. yeah.
0: And her characters, I always find I want I finished the book like satisfied, but wanting to know more about the characters. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well what's going to happen to them next year? Yeah. So, I love that. Cool. Yeah. Okay,
1: my last book, I just finished today, and I was telling Tara this morning, I said, oh my gosh, I have 100 pages left. I want to finish it by tonight's podcast. So, which means that probably the next book chat, I'll have like one book. But anyway, (laughs) um, I read Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I read Migrations, and the year that I read it, it was my number one favorite book of the year. I love that book so much. I I just, oh. I can't say enough about Migrations. I loved it. This one, you know, people really seem to love this book. But on Storygraph, I gave it a generous, to me, three and a half stars Mm -hmm. because, yeah, because I had a lot of issues with certain parts of the story or maybe the way it was written, et cetera. But... I can't really talk about it because I really don't want to give anything away. Okay. I didn't really know what the book was about because I really don't like to read too much of the dust jacket. I read just a tiny bit just to give me a sense of are there who are the characters and what's going, like what time period or what where is it set. I don't, and I do this even with nonfiction. I don't want to know too much. I like to be surprised and discover things. So when it went a certain direction, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of a thriller. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah. So oh. I'll say that
1: much. I'll say that much. So I don't want to say anything else. But Tara, when you read it, then yeah. I will tell you <laughs> like, Yeah. because I, yeah. I don't I know you want to read it. And, and 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 so many people have given it a lot of attention and a lot of positive reviews. So I'm the odd person out. I get it. But here's part of my issue for myself. I think I have since I was like a teenager, I've been fascinated by wolves. Mm-hmm. So I have studied wolves, not like in real life, but I mean, I've read about them. I've read everything I can get my hands on. And so I kind of, at some point I was thinking, wait a minute, has she done the research on wolves? Like I started thinking, because I assumed she had, and I kind of got a sense like, I don't, did she really do a lot of research on wolves? Because I'm not quite convinced she did. And so for Hmm. me, that's where it broke down. Because I just kept thinking, I don't think this is how it really is in the wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could be wrong. I mean, just because I read a lot doesn't mean I really do know Wolves to that degree. But then when I read her notes at the back, I kind of didn't get a sense that she had done like really in-depth research. So I will say this. Total Sherry Lapina effect book, though. Great story. People, I think you'll read it. You'll just be blown away. I, I read it literally in two days Uh, read it really fast, really couldn't put it down, really enjoyed it. But for me, when I got to the end, I was like, shoot. But I'm just, I think I'm just an oddball. I think my standards (laughs) are just weird. I do. I think my standards are weird. So anyway. Yeah.
0: I think you do have (laughs) high standards.
1: I have weird standards though. I think like little, the littlest thing can turn me off of something. Yeah. I, and I wish I didn't do that, but you know what? I'm pretty old now, and I don't think that's going to necessarily no, in change in a big way.
0: <laughs> no, and it shouldn't change. I mean, it, there's more than enough books out there. That's true. For you to
1: dislike a book, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like- Plus, think about it. Our listeners are probably sitting there going, "That Rebecca knows jack shit about everything." You know, they're sitting there going, "Like she's crazy." Why? What do you mean three and a half stars? Are you crazy? So, I think I'm here to be almost like a devil's advocate to people. Yes. In my yeah. reading taste. How's that? Or my, yeah. my comments. Yes. There you go. So
0: yeah. I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this into my queue. Like, let's say maybe October. Okay. I think I can squeeze it in. Okay. And see if I can, I, I'm really curious. I want to know what I think of this book.
1: It's hilarious. Cause while I was reading it, I was thinking that you will really like it. Yeah. And then I can tell you all my, when you're done with it, I'll yeah. tell you all my picky stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. you're insane. You
1: will. <laughs> yes you will say that of course it's true so anyway all right well okay we've given you a lot to work with everybody who's listening and uh, we hope that you enjoy some of these titles we'd love to hear from you and let us know if you've read any of them or you can say that i'm just i just am too ridiculous on my my um, point of view on these books that i've read but uh i think that's what's great about reading is everybody yeah. has their unique opinion. So
0: yeah. and I've been saying maybe your will say quote ridiculousness will actually just like prompt other people to be like, "Rebecca, I feel the same way." But everyone else <laughs> seems to love it, so I'm afraid to say it and then <laughs> you know what I
1: do? Whenever I read a book that gets like a lot of five stars and yeah. I didn't really like it. I look for the people like me and I always find at least one or two people yeah. that will say exactly what I was thinking. And then I go, Oh, okay. I'm not yeah. completely off the mark. Like somebody else sort of felt the way I did. So yeah, maybe I'm just contrary.
0: No, it is a good feel. Like I often, I don't have that feeling a lot, but I've had in the last few years, I'm again, I'm thinking one particular book that I really disliked, that everyone else loved. And I did go on, I think, Goodreads and I found a review of someone who felt the exact same way. And I'm like, yes, thank you.
1: And I know what one you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Oh my God. All right. Well, anyway, thank you everybody. And uh, we will see you. Oh, our next podcast we're really excited about will come out on September 1st, and it will be our review of the upcoming Eden Mills podcast writers festival which is held in eden mills ontario and i am going for the first time and tara's gone for how many years you've gone for i think
0: it's been at least 20
1: yeah it's been a lot so i'm i'm so excited so we will let you know more about that and who we're excited to see and uh, that'll be our next podcast
0: yeah until then happy reading thank you for joining us on our bookish journey If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.